0: Thomas Paine got it right when he said those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must, like men, undergo the fatigue of supporting it. Welcome to the Freedom Revival, folks. My name is Bruce Robertson, and I'm your host. The Freedom Revival is a show on America Out Loud Talk Radio where we discuss timely news and events that concern anyone who loves life, liberty, and freedom. You can find America Out Loud Talk Radio on the iHeartRadio network. You can also listen on your media player, which is available in the App Store, uh, from any web browser in the world. We have the uh, best-in-class apps available for Apple, Android, and Alexa, where we stream 24-7, and now you can even hear our shows on demand via podcast on those very same apps. To find out more, search for americaoutloud.news in your web browser. Be sure to make americaoutloud.com your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We must all do our part and share the stories and articles, podcasts, and videos so that we can help. It secure America's future, and participate in the freedom revival. Now let's get down to business. First, I'd like to re- go over some of the top headlines that, uh, that have uh, been in the news lately. Uh, I'm just going to run down these headlines. We're not going to go into a deep discussion about them, but I think it's important that we know because these are the headlines that the media refuses to address or print or cover. So here's the top headlines. Um, Wikipedia founder warns the site is run by the CIA to brainwash the public. Maui residents are being arrested by police for trying to visit their own homes. The Arizona Senate forensic ballot audit findings show that over show that there are over two hundred thousand non conforming twenty twenty ballots. The Biden administration is cancelling all remaining oil and gas leases in the Arctic. Prepare for gas price hikes, folks. It's going to happen again. Liberty Safe Company, Liberty Safe Company, fast. it's a nice name, Liberty Safe Company. They're facing massive Bud Light level backlash after releasing their security codes. To the January 6 gun safe, the January 6 uh, uh, protesters gun safes. okay? So Liberty Safe Company released their security codes to investigators of the January 6 people. and those people were able to hack in to January 6ers gun safes. Nice name, Liberty Safe. They're not Liberty and they're not safe. Elon Musk reveals he refuses uh, he refuses requests to activate Starlink in Ukraine to sink a Russian fleet, avoiding a major act of war and conflict escalation. So Elon doesn't want to get involved in this war in in Ukraine. They asked him they asked him uh, politely or especially to do them a favor and uh, put Starlink in Ukraine so that uh, they could use Starlink to uh, coordinate the, the, um, the uh, attack on the Russian fleet. Enrique Tario, who's the head of the Proud Boys, reveals that the Fed told him to lie about President Trump in order to help them seal an indictment. He was then sentenced to 22 years in prison for J6, which, which he didn't even attend. So he refused to lie, and when he, was refu- when he refused to lie, he was sentenced to 22 years in prison for something he didn't even attend. He wasn't even there, folks. Job search website called Indeed is to pay individual employees $10,000 to help transgender workers move to states where they feel safer. Tucker Carlson dropped a bombshell interview. Last week, exposing Barack Obama's crack use and his alleged relations with another man in Chicago. The writer's strike continues in Hollywood. Uh, Apparently, they want to protect uh, the actors from being replaced with uh, artificial intelligence. I'd say that uh, artificial intelligence might be better than no intelligence. Right, folks? Elon Musk, again in the news, he's going to sue the Anti-Defamation League for alleged defamation that led to $22 billion in advertising losses. This should be an interesting case. Uh, The UAW is planning to go on strike tonight, and that's a story that's uh, rapidly developing. And finally, Kevin McCarthy announces the Biden impeachment Inquiry. This should be an interesting story as it develops. So, in light of all that, let's uh, let's get to the freedom revival, the main the main uh, course of business. I'm going to talk today about something that uh, has been in the news lately, but I think a lot of people don't uh, don't fully grasp, or, or you know, unless you're a constitutional law expert or a constitutional scholar. Uh, you really don't have much uh, much exposure to this topic, but I'm going to I'm going to try and lay it out and break it down in in, in uh, you know, layman's terms so that everyone can understand. The left and some Republicans are trying, probably rhinos, uh, are trying to desperately keep Donald Trump off the ballot in various key states by arguing and a, an obscure provision of the 14th Amendment disqualifies Donald Trump from even running for office. So um, right now, right now, election officials in Alaska, Maryland, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Mexico, and Rhode Island uh, have all confirmed that they are aware of legal discussions about possibly using the 14th Amendment to keep the former president, Donald Trump, from the ticket in their respective states because they know he'll win. So let's review a couple of things. You know, Donald Trump's been under heavy attack, he's been taking incoming for quite some time now. You know, uh, first it was the surveillance, the illegal surveillance of his campaign. They wiretapped uh, uh, Trump Tower in New York. He moved to uh, he moved to Mar-a-Lago for that reason. Uh, You know, they continued to wiretap him in the White House, uh, which is also illegal. Uh, Then there's the Russia hoax, which we all know was a complete hoax. He never colluded with Russia. Uh, Then there's the Mueller report, which was a complete scam. Uh, It was a a kangaroo trial, really. And uh, then there was impeachment number one which uh, they were unable to remove him from office. but And, you know, of course, that was all uh, trumped-up charges. Then there was impeachment number two, which he also survived. They were unable to remove him from office because, again, it was all vapid trumped-up charges. And then all the various lawsuits paid for by various uh, elites on the left and elsewhere, you know, this, uh, the most recent being this whack job, uh, E. Jean Carroll, uh, who, you know, accused him of, uh, y- you know, decades ago, uh, possibly uh, groping her in a dressing room in, uh, I think it was Neiman Marcus. You know, as if Donald Trump goes shopping for his own clothes. I mean, you know, I've lived in New York for a long time, folks. The only time you see Donald Trump is when he's getting out of a limousine to go into another uh, the secured location. He's, you know, and this was before he was president. I mean, he doesn't shop for his own clothes. He has people do that for him. What's he doing in, in alone in a Neiman Marcus dressing room? He always travels with an entourage, security guards and and other things. Okay. He's always done that. I mean, I've run into him on the street by accident and his security guards kind of tried to shuffle me out of the way as I was saying hello to him. So I mean even back in the days of Studio 54 when he'd go there and sit in the VIP section and drink orange juice with Mick Jagger uh you know Donald Trump always had security around him so uh, you know where does this uh where does this scandal uh, uh come from I think it comes from the imagination of Gene Carroll uh and then we have the uh, lawsuit uh um The lawsuit that she filed uh, was was uh, backed by the LinkedIn founder, Reid Hoffman. He's bankrolling the whole thing. okay. and, you know, he's he's uh, very left leaning and uh, and he's another anti-Trumper. Then we have the election fraud in the key states. I mean, these are all the things that are that are coming at him. He has all he had all that election fraud in 2020 in all these key states. I mean, suddenly, uh, you know, in the middle of the night, all these votes appeared from nowhere and uh and you know if you look at the chart it just goes straight up suddenly at three o'clock in the morning uh in all the key battleground states i mean that's just it's impossible it's statistically impossible then we have all the indictments in new york and florida and georgia and washington dc so far no um So far, no convictions. We haven't seen really any trials. New York kind of went sideways on them. Uh, We'll see how some of this other stuff uh, pans out. And now, now, six states want to ban him from their ballots. I do not believe that the Supreme Court is going to play along with this. I mean, how can this not be in violation of the Constitution? What about the citizens in those states who want to vote for President Trump? They're going to be deprived of their vote, and that's unconstitutional. It's complete. In fact, it's against the 14th Amendment that they're trying to use against them. I'll get into that in a few minutes. These attacks will certainly make history, mostly for their, auda- for their audacity and also for uh, the volume of attacks, the sheer volume and for the absolute freaking over-the-top lunacy on display here. Somebody better get a grip because their desperation is showing big time. You know, to talk about the 14th Amendment a little bit, okay? The 14th Amendment was established uh, and written by a man named John Bingham, okay? John Bingham is the author of the amendment. The 14th Amendment was written... During a time when uh, Abraham Lincoln had just uh, signed the Emancipation Proclamation, the uh, North had been fighting against the South. The South had been trying to retain slavery. The North fought against slavery, and the emancipation. The Emancipation Proclamation finally broke the whole thing apart, kept the Union together, but uh, ended slavery in our nation once and for all. You know, the Republicans have been trying to end slavery. Uh, Really, almost since the founding of the country, they had proposed several civil rights uh, uh, legislations and um, and the Democrats, the Southern Democrats had had opposed it all along. So suddenly the Emancipation Proclamation gets signed and we have all these people who don't have citizenship. They're slaves. We have all these slaves in our population. What are we going to do with them all? We had a we had a real problem. And so uh, Congress realized that at least the Republicans in Congress realized that the Democrats in Congress wanted to create uh, laws to keep them from, uh, you know, associating with white people and ke- keep segregation going. And they formed the Ku Klux, the Ku Klux Klan to uh, terrorize them from voting and all this other stuff. OK, that's all Democrat activity. But the Republicans in Congress uh, you know realized that there was a problem, so they proposed this legislation, this Fourteenth Amendment and um the Fourteenth Amendment basically says that anyone uh, born uh you know they had they had slaves and they had slaves children I mean we were like into our third generation of slave uh, population here in this country already so um, so they had to do something about the children the, who these people these were people without a country. They couldn't send it back to Africa. These people had no connections with Africa anymore. They couldn't keep them here without being citizens. They couldn't put them on a reservation like they did with the Indians. What are they going to do with them? So um, so they uh they proposed the 14th amendment. So the 14th amendment uh has a couple of very interesting clauses in it, uh, which uh which I'll um I'll uh, get to. Right now um the two clauses that are key are the uh insurrection act and the um the there's an act on citizenship it's really the birth we, I call it the birthright citizen document. Um the birthright citizen part is uh it says here at section 1 of the 14th amendment uh it says all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. And no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of laws. So that last part is generally the most used section of the 14th Amendment, the equal protection under the law. That's a very important thing. And we don't necessarily want to throw that out. You know, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But what's being invoked um, now against uh, uh, President Trump and others is Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Section 3 is the um it's uh it's called the uh ins- uh it's called the insurrection act or the insurrection clause um they they're trying to use it to keep trump from running um and i believe i'll tell you i myself and and many others we believe that uh the 14th amendment is being unduly twisted in ways that were not intended by the original founders and uh i'll highlight why we think that's so Uh, As I said, the 14th Amendment was primarily to take care of the slaves. And, um, you know, that's over. I mean, those people are now all citizens and, you know, we're generations away from that now. I mean, all the slave owners are dead. All the Democrat slave owners are dead. All the Republicans that passed the legislation have passed on to be with the Lord. And uh, so we have a situation now where we're using um, an amendment to our Constitution that has basically expired. The purpose of it has expired. And sometimes that happens. Uh, So now um, the 14th Amendment is being used uh, on the first part, the birthright citizen uh, thing that I mentioned before, it's being used to justify the opening of our borders and allowing anybody who wants to drop a baby here uh, to expand their family and, and, and just gain instant citizenship to the United States. Uh, I'm sure that wasn't the intent of John Bingham. I mean, you can read his correspondences and you can read his statements about the 14th Amendment, and he was very clear that this amendment was created to uh, to handle the problem of freed slaves and of certainly these people coming across our border for the benefits of the U.S. taxpayer uh, are not freed slaves. Now, asylum is a totally different story. We're not going to go into that now, but uh, it's clear that these people are not here for political asylum. They've gone through three or four countries to get here sometimes. And, uh, you know, the, the political asylum requires that you stop in the first country that you get to after you leave your own country. So that's not going to fly. That dog won't hunt as they say in the South. Um, so l- let's, let's, uh, pivot now to, uh, section three of the 14th amendment section three, of the 14th amendment is what is being tried. They're trying to use this against Donald Trump right now to keep him from running, to keep him off the ballot in various key States. Section three says that anybody who has previously taken an oath as a member of Congress, uh, now by previously, they mean before they do something. Okay. They don't mean like the retired. All right. They mean previously taken an oath, and now, as a uh, you know, as a member of a, or an officer of the United States, or a member of any state legislature, or an executive or judicial officer of any state, um, if they take an oath to support the Constitution, and then engage in insurrection or rebellion against the Constitution, it says against the same, but that's what it means against the Constitution. Or they give aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. In other words, of the Constitution, uh, then the those those people uh, can be removed. Okay, they can be removed. They can be removed from office. They can be they can be uh, sanctioned uh, and prevented from serving. All right, they're trying to use this against Donald Trump, and we have law professors from Harvard University that that you know unironically, just kind of go on and say, look, uh, we think that this is valid, and uh, our interpretation of blah, 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 is, is uh, is that the 14th Amendment applies to Donald Trump because, after all, he committed insurrection. Come on, people. Are we stupid? Are we stupid, or are we just ignorant, or are we just not paying attention? We have to wake up here. Donald Trump did not commit insurrection. Donald Trump was not storming the barricades at the Bastille. Okay. Donald Trump went home that afternoon. All right. He wasn't, uh, in fact, if, if we listen to his speech to uh, his supporters, I mean, there had to be like a million people out there. Okay. Uh, First of all, First of all, if they wanted to commit an insurrection, the the Capitol would have been burned to the ground with a million people. I mean, if this let's 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 do a quick comparison. If this was Black Lives Matter, okay, and there were that many Black Lives Matter people, Washington would be a smoldering flat ruins. Washington would look like Maui right now. It would look like Lahaina right now. It would be gone toast because. When you have people that are, that are inciting uh, a rebellion or an insurrection, they're not going to stop after taking a leisurely stroll through the building, looking at the pretty pictures on the walls, or saying a prayer in the congressional chamber and thanking the guards for letting you in. That's not how it works. An insurrection means armed. An insurrection means violent. An insurrection means no prisoners. Okay. Uh, none of that happened. The only prisoners were the people that were being accused of an insurrection who were peaceful protesters. The only ones who died were were people who were actually there, unarmed uh, protesters, uh, you know, pleading uh, for a, a recount, of a vote recount, because they believed they had been deprived of their right to vote. That's why these people were there. So now they're using the 14th Amendment, the slavery and civil war amendment uh, you know, this insurrection um, clause, let's, let's talk about why they had this. The nation was under reconstruction with um, under Abraham Lincoln, the nation was under reconstruction. That means we were trying to rebuild the South, re cement the union, reunite our North and South. All right. Um, so, the insurrection clause was trying to prevent people who would seek to break apart the union from serving in Congress where they could do a lot of damage. That's what that was all about. That's why there's an insurrection clause because the Southern Confederates were seen. Many of them, the most vocal and violent and, and active of them were seen as insurrectionists. Okay. This is not what Donald Trump was trying to do. Donald Trump was telling people to go home peacefully, okay this This was his main message to the people he spoke to that day. He said, "There's been a great injustice done, yes, and we should we should uh, investigate the fraud. But please go home peacefully." If you listen to his speech that day, you'll see that's his his exact words. Now let's talk a, a little more about the Fourteenth Amendment and how it was brought into law. Do you know? that the 14th Amendment was only voted on by the northern states. Okay. The 14th Amendment was ratified by a two-thirds majority of only the northern states. Now, I think we had some the 36 or 39 states in the union at that point in time. I think it was 36. Um, uh, the union was still intact. Reconstruction was going on. Let's say there's 36 states in the Union, all right, and only the northern states got to vote on it. Now, there's a a thing called Article 5 that says that every state is entitled to representation, and every state is entitled for their representatives to vote on every uh, constitutional issue and every bit of legislation, in fact. So that's passed by Congress. So um, tell me, folks. How, you know, I don't disagree that we had to take care of a problem with the with the slaves. And the Republicans that uh, actually did this little sleight of hand to keep the Democrats, the Southern Democrats from voting on this, they did so for good reason. They knew that the Southern Democrats, if, if it was up to a two thirds majority of all the states, that the Southern Devo- Democrats would have caused a no vote on, uh, or, uh, you know, it would cause a no vote on the 14th amendment. It would have never been ratified and the slaves would have never gained citizenship. Uh, the Southern Democrats didn't want the slaves to have citizenship. Okay. That's what, that's what was going on here. So the game they played, however dirty it was, I mean, the Republicans pulled a quick one on the uh, Southern Democrats and didn't allow them to vote, uh, in the, uh, uh on the 14th amendment. So here we have a, an amendment that was questionably ratified. Okay. And yet, um, yet we, uh, uh, we're, we're using it now in strange ways and not the originally intended ways. Folks were, uh, we're running out of time for the first segment here. So we're, we're, I'm going to run into a break now. Um, Please stay with us for the second half of the Freedom Revival. I'm your host, Bruce Robertson. And now you're going to hear a little bit from our great sponsors. Listen and learn and come back uh, refreshed. Thank you very much.
1: This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses and toxins become less efficient.
2: Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created focus and recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, focus and recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your First order, risk free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed.
0: HealthyCell.com. Code Out Loud.
1: For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code Out Loud. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health. Naturally. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands.
0: It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Okay, folks, welcome to the Freedom Revival. We're back. And this is your host, Bruce Robertson. And we're here talking today about the 14th Amendment. Uh, before we get into uh, the rest of the program, I'd like to talk about uh, one of our great sponsors here on uh, America Out Loud, Cofix uh, RX the throat cleanse and the nasal spray are two amazing products, which I think that anybody who's concerned with their health should look into, uh, cofix RX is, uh, uh, has a triple action formula. It's got providone iodine xylitol and vitamin D three in a combination that really, really works. Um, it, what it does is it, uh, it fights against, um, it fights against germs and pathogens the throat is a breeding ground the throat and the nose are breeding grounds for germs and pathogens illnesses that cause sore throat and other issues can make your life difficult so when you spray this stuff the cofix rx into your nose and into your throat when you basically you you rinse out your nose and throat and that's a very important procedure that most people don't think about you wash your hands every day. You wash your hands maybe multiple times a day. Maybe since COVID, you're, you're washing your hands even more these days. We're washing everything down like crazy, folks, but nobody washes their nose and their throat. And those are the places where pathogens can can get lodged and become a breeding ground. So Cofix-Rx spray uh, for the throat and for the nose, um, it really works. It's ground zero. For cold and viruses, uh, cold and flu viruses in the body. So, um, so when you apply this stuff to your nose and throat, it creates extra protect- protection, and that extra protection cleanses bacteria and viruses while providing lasting cleansing effects. So, get some COFIX RX uh, uh, in uh, today, and um, you can find it in America Out Loud shop, where you'll find all our wonderful products. Now let's get back to the show. Uh, before the break, I was talking about the 14th Amendment and uh, the various uh, ins and outs of the 14th Amendment and how they're using the 14th Amendment, uh, I believe, uh, incorrectly and uh, for their own political advantage. The 14th Amendment, just to recap, was, uh, was a provision adopted after the Civil War that banned people who tried to overthrow the government from returning and being officers. Okay. Um, the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the, now it's being used against Donald Trump when Donald Trump hasn't even committed any insurrection. Okay. So it's really being twisted. Also the 14th amendment, because it was written during the civil war was basically again, uh, you know, again, uh, trying to keep the union together they they were facing they were, they were trying to reconstruct the nation. They were trying to find a solution for uh, citizenship for former slaves and their offspring, and uh, and that's been that those clauses especially have been used, I believe, and twisted to um, you know ironically by the Democrats who would have never voted for the Fourteenth Amendment in the first place because it promoted freedom for slavery and uh, citizenship for slaves. So um, we're back on the 14th Amendment, folks. There's been a few cases that have been uh, uh, put forth in the uh, in the public eye. Uh, there's a Colorado case by six voters and the leftist uh, group Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. Uh, Crew is their acronym. Um, and they have named Donald Trump and the Colorado Secretary, Secretary of State, Gina Griswold who was a far, she's she's a far-left activist who claims Trump is a liar with no respect for the Constitution. They've named them as defendants, co-defendants in this thing. Uh, go figure. And uh, the plaintiffs, the, however, the plaintiffs left out the Colorado Republican Committee. Now, um, there's a great piece by uh, Jay Sekulow, uh, who is uh, part of the uh, American Center, for Law and Justice, the ACLJ, American Center for Law and Justice. And Jay Sekulow and Jordan Sekulow are doing a great job on this. Uh, This is where the uh, ACLJ comes in. It's the state party, not the Colorado Secretary of State, that decides who the Republican party, uh, decides who the Republican nominees are going to be, in the next presidential election. So it's the Republican Party that makes that decision, not the Secretary of State. Uh, Crew is trying to circumvent the Republican Party and deny it the chance to defend its own ability to choose their own candidates for president. That's from uh, Jay Sekulow's report. Um, And uh, I'll go on. Uh, I think this is interesting. What's this all about? Well, the 14th Amendment is being used improperly by the leftist Democrats just to keep Trump off the ballot and out of the election. They're petrified. He's got such a cre- incredible support, and they, they throw everything against him, and he seems to just get stronger. I mean, uh, it's a form of election interference, uh, plain and simple, folks. So uh, Sekolo states that, uh, Jay Sekolo says, the uh, the Secretary of State's only job is to provide the voters with the names of the people selected in the political process. It's the Republican party that's supposed to select Republican nominees to to present to the voters. The lawsuit uh, that that crew is trying to mount this lawsuit would only take away the Republican party's ability to make that selection. They don't have the power to do that people. Uh, the legal team said, it is now representing the state committee, which is seeking to preserve its right to present to the voters the candidates it chooses. So that's what the ACLJ legal team is doing right now. This case represents an unprecedented assault on Americans' constitutional right to vote. And we're taking, uh, Jay Sekulow says, we're taking urgent legal action to fight back. And I think that's a good thing. Uh, they just filed a motion to intervene in the lawsuit on the Republican committee's behalf. By filing that motion, the Colorado Republican committee is seeking to join in the lawsuit and help defend the Constitution and the rule of law from these creative and novel attacks that would deny voters the opportunity to choose the candidates of their choice, close quote. That's what the ACLJ reported. Um, they describe this situation as a constitutional crisis, and I would 100% agree with that uh, assessment. They say this lawsuit would usurp from the people their opportunity to vote for their candidates of their for the candidates of their choosing. They noted that the Fourteenth Amendment does not apply to former presidents. How about that? This was a civil war provision, as I've said all along, and I've said earlier in the first part of the show, that disqualifies anyone. It's a civil war provision that disqualifies anyone who commits insurrection or gives aid and support to our country's enemies from holding political office. But contrary to the way this provision has been described in the media, it only applies to people who held certain positions such as members of Congress, state legislators, or as an officer of the United States, quote-unquote. As the Supreme Court of the United States has explained in past uh, precedent decisions, the president is not an officer of the United States. Rather, he's the head of the executive branch with authority to appoint officers of the United States. So the amendment does not grant the 14th amendment. Now we're talking about the amendment does not grant permission to any secretary of state or anyone else to unilaterally remove a candidate from the ballot. If it did, if it did, it would allow for the arbitrary removal of any candidate without due process. And the Fourteenth Amendment guarantees the right to due process. I mean, it codifies due process. So how ironic that they're using the the due process and uh, you know uh, um, the, they're using the laws of the Fourteenth Amendment against the Fourteenth Amendment uh, without trial. You know you you can't uh, you can't remove any candidate without due process without a trial. And uh, you know, perhaps with a simple declaration by the Colorado Secretary of State or other Secretary of State that that the candidate is eligible, you know, it doesn't take a. It's not about a a simple declaration. Uh, They can't take people off the ballot. Okay, the amendment, uh, the Fourteenth Amendment, in fact, operates by the legislation of Congress in its ordinary course. Even more to the point, Congress separately provided the mechanism for people to be re- to be removed there's a process for people to be removed from election ballots under the 14th amendment by enacting a statute that statute is if you want to look it up get a pen and paper this write this down it's statute 18 usc section 2383 18 U.S.C. section 2383, which prohibits participation in rebellion or insurrection and provides that those found guilty of violating the statute statute, shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. The Democrats' problem here is Trump has never been charged, much less convicted, of insurrection. And he certainly hasn't aided and abetted the enemy. I think that's Joe Biden's job or Hunter's job or you name it, Adam Schiff, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi. Those are the ones that are aiding and abetting the enemy. Who's leaving the borders wide open? I mean, come on. Uh, You know, this case... As uh, sekolo uh, correctly states, Jay Sekolo correctly states, this case presents one of the biggest constitutional crises of modern history. The Constitution, our system of democratic elections in our constitutional republic, the right of a party to designate its candidates of choice for members, and ultimately the voters' right to choose who they vote for, and due process— which is clearly defined and stated uh, in the 14th amendment, even though they're using the 14th amendment against due process. I mean, are they're all under assault. The 14th amendment itself is under assault. I mean, everything's turned up on its head and they got everything all balled up here. Uh, furthermore, as I said earlier, uh, you know, the Fourteenth is a is sort of a complex, uh, compound amendment. Let's put it that way, because it was done during reconstruction of our nation, uh, right after the Civil War, right after the Emancipation Proclamation, right after the slaves were freed. Right after the Confederates had to, uh, you know, you know they, they joined the Union. They weren't able to, uh, to secede from the Union. They kept uh, the, the North, uh, you know, the North and uh, Abraham Lincoln kept our country together. Okay. Otherwise, we'd be two separate nations right now or more. So um, in there, in that 14th Amendment is the birthright citizenship clause, as I mentioned in the first half of the show the birthright citizenship clause is being twisted into meaning that anyone who comes here pregnant can have a baby and that baby is a citizen. That wasn't the purpose or intent of the 14th amendment. Come on, read what John Bingham, the the author wrote about it. You can easily find that John Bingham's comments are readily available. Um, you know, go to DuckDuckGo and search it because I don't trust Google results anymore. Uh, The insurrection clause is being twisted also to try and keep Donald Trump from running. In no way was the 14th Amendment intended to grant statutory citizenship to simply anybody who's born here by accident or on purpose. Um, I mean, the whole idea of modern birthright citizenship is due to a leftist twisting of the meaning and intent of the 14th Amendment. And they're doing the same thing with Trump right now. They're twisting the insurrection clause. They're twisting the birthright citizenship clause. They've got everything all twisted. The 14th Amendment was added to the Constitution as slavery was abolished. And citizenship the citizenship that it granted was meant for former slaves and their children Only, only, you know, another big problem about the 14th and, you know, I'm going to open up a whole can of worms here when I say this, but another problem with the 14th amendment is that it wasn't properly ratified. And I said earlier, the Southern states were not permitted to vote on it. It was ratified by a two thirds majority of Northern states only even though the Southern Confederate States were part of the union at the time, at the end, by the end of the civil war, anyway, um, when the amendment was added, they were part of the union, but they weren't permitted to vote on it. So the 14th amendment was ratified. You might argue unconstitutionally. So, so through a strange and uh, as I just said, arguably unconstitutional process, the Southern state senators who were pro-slavery, mostly Democrats, I think they were all Democrats, and um, uh, substantially all Democrats, uh, pro-slavery, anti-emancipation of the slaves, anti-citizenship for the slaves. So these Southern state senators and congressmen, they didn't get to vote on it. And you can surmise surmise from their opposition uh, and opinion on civil rights at that time and their imposition of Jim Crow laws shortly thereafter, you know, the separate water fountains and apartheid and, uh, you know, uh, blacks are not allowed to sit at the lunch counter and all that stuff. Uh, You can surmise that they would have surely voted against the 14th Amendment causing it fail, to fail the ratification process. So, ironically, every black person in America who's a descendant of slaves owes the Republican Party their citizenship because the Democrats would have taken it away from them. I'm going to stand on that. You can take that to the bank, okay? Um, so, uh, you know, and by the way, the black descendants of slaves and the slaves themselves knew that after the Emancipation Proclamation, that's why the substantial majority of them voted Republican. I mean, Harriet Tubman was a Republican. Uh, You know, uh, uh, Frederick Douglass was, was a Republican. George Washington Carver was a Republican. Um, Sojourner Truth was a Republican. The first congressmen and senators that were of uh, African-American descent in our nation were all Republicans. Okay. Why were the Republicans? Because it was only the Republicans who were who were uh, demanding uh, freedom of the slaves? Who were demanding citizenship for the slaves? Who were demanding equal rights for the slaves? Who tried to pass civil rights legislation uh, to 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 favor and and give the slaves more equality in our society? And uh, that civil rights legislation was blocked and filibustered and and ridiculed and persecuted uh, for for years and years and years until the sixties. Don't get me started on that one, so the Southern state senators and congressmen didn't get to vote on it, and they wouldn't have voted for it anyway. That's my position. Um, now, what should we do with the Fourteenth Amendment? It's being twisted, it's being used, it's being abused uh but it's got some it's got some good things in it, you know um <laughs> There's a... <laughs> it reminds me of the, uh, the old adage of the little girl standing in front of the barn full of manure. And she's looking in and the farmer says, what are you looking at little girl? And she says, I just know there's a pony in there somewhere. Um, what should we do? <laughs> what should we do with the 14th amendment? Should we throw it out? Should we keep it? Uh, it's going to be pretty tough to get rid of it at this point. Uh, you know, people are saying, well, maybe it should be actually repealed or repurposed or reproposed, proposed uh, re-ratified. Uh, there's some interesting articles on it. The legal debate, um, uh, I think the legal debate is going to find its way to the Supreme Court at, at some point. One thing interesting about the, um, you know, when laws are passed and the need for those laws or the reason for those laws has expired. All right. And they stay on the books. Should they really be um, twisted and manipulated and used for something else just because they still remain on the books? I mean, Article two of the Constitution for presidential qualification, the natural born citizen clause, that portion of the Constitution in Article two, there's a grandfather clause in there. Because the founding fathers knew that they would have no one that would qualify to be president of the United States under the strict requirements of being a natural born citizen, which is being born to two citizen parents on the soil of our nation. Many of them were born to foreign parents. Many of them were still subjects. They were all subjects of England until the Constitution was signed. So, uh, you know, there were they had no opportunity to naturalize as a citizen except by the signing of the Constitution. So they cleverly, they put in a grandfather clause that said, the only other people except natural born citizens that would qualify to be president were those who were present and alive and citizens upon the signing of the constitution. All right. But as soon as that generation and their, and their, you know, and their offspring, Uh, their immediate offspring that were alive at the time, Uh, as soon as that generation died off, that grandfather clause evaporates in terms of meeting. Okay. So now we have a 14th amendment that has some uh, clauses in it that were specifically intended for slaves and their children. Okay. Um, It was the insurrection clause was specifically intended for confederates who were trying to destroy our government. And they were enemies of the constitution. Okay. So, um, let's think about this. The need for those clauses has evaporated just like the need for the grandfather clause in article two of the constitution has evaporated. I don't think, uh, from an originalist, uh, interpretation of the constitution that, uh, that these uh, particular clauses and uh, provisions of the Fourteenth Amendment should be used in the way they're being used today. It, it, it's really being it, it's a farce. Um. So. And the you know another question I have is if they're if they're fraudulently using the Fourteenth Amendment to keep Trump off the ballot, isn't that election interference? isn't that a isn't that a form of insurrection itself shouldn't they if they're going to use insurrection shouldn't they be accused of insurrection i'm just going to put that question out there i mean after all they're depriving the voters of their choice you know there was a case in florida that was already tossed out by a judge colorado there's a voter suit to keep trump off the ballot i don't think those people are going to have any standing in that case i don't think the supreme court's going to allow that um you know, they're not allowed to dispute qualifications, okay? that's the That process is up to the Democrat and Republican parties, uh, respectively, for their own candidates. So, in my opinion, using the 14th Amendment is a bridge way too far. Trump hasn't been charged with insurrection. The 14th Amendment doesn't apply. Uh, Section 3 said Congress could get rid of it. The disqualification clause is moot in the 14th Amendment. OK, and, um, you know, Congress did do that, by the way. They did it by passing the Amnesty Act. So that's for a different conversation. Progressive tried this this whole sham last year with members of Congress, and they were widely unsuccessful. So in conclusion, we face a paradoxical question. We need equal protection under the law as provided by the 14th Amendment. But isn't Donald Trump just as entitled to equal protection under the law as the rest of us? Well, now it's time for our show to come to a close. And I just wanted to say, folks, as I always say at the end of every broadcast, no weapon formed shall be used against you. No weapon formed. And now, I'd like to bring my show to a conclusion. Uh, My name is Bruce Robertson. This is the Freedom Revival you've been listening to. And here we are on America Out Loud talk radio. Thank you, folks. Until next time.